What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the Flag on the Play podcast. My name is Danny GG, and today I am once again joined by the wonderful crew with Tim, David, and Sebastian. What's going on, fellas? Uh, I feel like the Gators need to fire their coach. Uh, oh. NFL's Man, ain't nobody give a god darn about college football. This is I want a rabbit that can do come through an NFL podcast. Our boy Sebastian got a new Xbox. He's gaming. He's doing it. He's doing it. We love it. He lives out here. We inside. Here. We inside. Oh yeah. Go touch some grass. So anyway, uh, yeah, we actually had a pretty surprisingly good slate of games this weekend that we're gonna recap here in just a moment. Uh, but real quick, if you find yourself enjoying today's show at any moment. Make sure to follow us here on Spotify to get our two weekly episodes that come to you Tuesday and Thursday mornings for your listening enjoyment. So I think it's time. I think I hear a little thunder, a little rumbly, 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 rumbly. And you know what comes after thunder? The lightning round. Chiefs, Rams, Dolphins, and Eagles all get the week off. Jason Kelsey decided to use his time off to sit in on the Thursday night football game to talk about anything other than the action on the field. Danny's still mad about it. Bears and Panthers class Thursday night in the worst game since last year's Colts-Broncos Thursday night game. Top pick Bryce Young plays just as poorly as undrafted rookie Tyson Bajan and the Bears nab a much needed 16-13 victory. Back to Germany, yeah. After the titanic matchup between the Finns and the Chiefs, the NFL gifts Europe Colts Pats. Mac Jones stinks it up and the Colts win 10-6. Browns don't brown it. After trailing the Ravens by 14 on three separate occasions, Cleveland buoys a pick six into a 15-point comeback to beat Baltimore 33-31 on a walk-off field goal. And another walk-off, the Texans beat the Bengals 30-27 after C.J. Stroud orchestrates another game-winning drive. For those keeping track at home, that's two weeks in a row the Stroud leads this team to a last-minute win. Niners get right with a shellacking Jacksonville. San Francisco wins 34-3, and only Jackson had a stop dog to the AFC South into question. Josh Dobbs and the Vikings race up to a 24-3 lead over the Saints before Cargo got win through. James Winston takes over in relief, gives New Orleans hope, and then immediately crushes it with two picks. Packers and Steelers tango at 1 p.m. Tomlin's able to squeeze yet another win out of his Pittsburgh squad. Green Bay rallies late but comes up just short with a game-stealing INT from Love. Bucks take care of business against a weak Titan squad. Mike Evans has a big day with 140 yards receiving and a touchdown. Titans can't find anything through the air or on the ground. Canada Bay wins 26. Kyler Murray makes his valiant return to the field and looks to be himself. He leads the Cardinals to a 25-23 victory over Atlanta following the walk-off Matt Prater field goal. Shootout in L.A. and the Lions in charge of square off in a game where defense is optional. Staley's defense sees over 500 yards and runs capitalized with a series of ballsy fourth-down calls. Detroit wins 41-28. Oh, 41-38, excuse me. Cowboys do cowboy things against the Giants when Dallas wins it's a blowout. When Dallas loses, it's a blowout. Boys take this one 49-17, only giving up meaningful points when it was, it was out of hand. Yet another walk-off field goal. Seahawks and Tomatoes struggle to get anything going in the first half, but explode in the second. Gino and the Hawks were able to get within kicking range of time expired to win. Four shanks go. Can I not read? They won to the tune of 29 to 26. And finally, we had to watch the Jets and Raiders in primetime again. They went worse than you expected. The Raiders get this one 16 to 12. And that is your NFL Week 10 Lightning Round. Who typos included in that one? Uh, that was a wow. little bit of a rally job by me at the end. Jets Raiders was entertaining. I don't, I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about, bro. Like that game ended really well. 
the game it had a good ending, but it was a total slog the rest of the way. It was just ugly. the first half. I don't know. It was it, it. They lost me in the first half. I was not able to get I, back into I, it. I, I'm pretty sure I did say the first half, but whatever, whatever. Anytime you watch the Jets, it's a bad time. I don't care if you think the game's interesting. It's the Jets. All righty. Well, with that recap, let's do a quick recap of our weekly pick'em records here. Tim with another back-to-back monster week here. Looks like ooh, only missed four picks, picking the Jets on the primetime game again two weeks in a row for some reason, even though we strongly advised against that. Uh, Tim keeps his lead, pulling ahead to with 92 wins. Uh, Colin and I now tied for second, surpassing David with 86. Sebastian uh, coming up here in the rear at 85 wins. And Whoa! Thank you. <laughs> and then David uh, giving up his second place spot, or maybe you were tied for second place. I don't remember, but with 84, but it's still a tight race. Like I said last week, any monster week here could catapult someone. Looks but like the Tom, Terminator. Uh, oh, the Terminator sucks ass. Actually, no, he, he's kind of coming he's back. 80 and 68. Yeah, not bad for completely random. Uh, you know, 80, 80 and 69. I mean, he was like he was like low low a couple weeks ago. Now he's like, yeah, it's learning. It's learning. People remember, kill the AI. Never trust the robots or the synths. Burn them all. That would be pretty crazy if Terminator ended up being exactly down the middle in the end. And like a true coin flip is actually statistically that um, be pretty pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, so Monster Week can really propel anyone into the lead here. But Colin looks like he went out on a limb. Uh, a lot of a lot of red on the sheet for him. Uh, he only got five picks right, so that's why he kind of dipped down here to. Uh, to where he's at but yeah we're, we're doing pretty good i mean you know maybe we need to get in sports betting here guys we're all positive <laughs> yeah if we all took money line all year we'd all be doing pretty good yeah you know tim is going yeah. to vegas um soon right tim we'll be going to i vegas. am I, good, I will be going to vegas in a few short weeks mm-hmm. uh give me your stone cold lock sebastian uh for the new year uh new year's eve that's what all I'm right so what you're gonna want to do is you're going to want to go to the Palazzo Casino. And then you're going to go, you're going to walk by the craps table. You're going to take a right. You're going to walk about 30 feet. And there's going to be a Wizard of Oz slot machine. You're going to put 200 bucks in that thing, and you're going to play it. You hear me? You're going to play it. I hear you. It's a done deal. I'm there. I I watched my parents win two and a half Gs off that thing. So I believe in you, Tim. I'm manifesting Tim winning money off that machine. Plus, Toto does dances when you win money. Oh, nice. Well, that's worth it just for the uh, entertainment value. All right, that was bad. All right, moving on (laughs) to the weekend review. Uh, What do you guys say we talk about this Browns-Ravens thriller? I really wanted the Ravens to win because I I just hate the Browns and Lamar is him. But, uh, man... Yeah, the the Browns defense once again monstrous. I mean, not really. They <clears throat> they they uh Ravens put up thirty one on them. So it was a crazy game. Uh, the Ravens got ahead real quick uh, in the blink of an eye. They were up like seventeen to three or something ridiculous. And so they think, okay, it's Baltimore, it's Cleveland. 
the Ravens are going to run away with it. But uh, Watson gets hurt uh, uh, early. PJ Walker comes in. Deshaun Watson comes back in and has a very strong second half to rally the Browns and get within a score. And then Lamar Jackson has a really weird interception. He throws the ball. It gets, I think it bounces off his offensive lineman's helmet. Skies, guys, guys, about what 40 feet in the air comes back down. And Greg Newsom, the second is there to return it for a pick six to give the, the Browns a, a little juice and to get them back into the game. And then Watson uh, turns it back into a, another touchdown drive to put the Browns up or excuse me, keep the, keep the score tight. Dust, Dustin Hopkins uh, misses an extra point. You think it's over from there. Browns are able to get a stop get the ball back and are able to drive it just into field goal range to get a redemption kick for Mr. Dustin Hopkins, who knocks it through and wins 33 to 31. It was a wild game for the Browns who, despite their massive offensive struggles to begin the year, the absence of Nick Chubb and the play of PJ Walker, they find themselves right in the middle of this AFC North race right there with Cincinnati and Pittsburgh and Baltimore. It's a slog, you know what I mean? Just the AFC North is a bloodbath. Everybody beating each other up. It's crazy. I love it. We love to see this kind of competition. We're throwing it back to the Crusades, you know what I mean? Just folks oh, yeah. in the crucible battling it out. Like oh. Roman. But, uh, but, yeah, um, I don't know what to say about the AFC North. Um, I don't trust the Browns as far as I can throw them. You know that defense is hellacious. Um, if Deshaun Watson plays – um, the rest of the season, like he did the second half, uh, they're legitimate playoff contenders. Um, I think the Ravens need to figure out who they want to be, and if it's and if it's going to be winners. You know what I mean? They they've had multiple games, um, more than than more than they would like, of having being up two scores at some point in the game, and then finding a way to still lose the, these games. Um, Lamar is. You know he's been really well. He's been he's been really well. He's been playing really well these past few weeks. But um, like earlier in the season, um, this this turnover issue in the clutch is not his best friend. So I think it, it really will, it looks like it's going to come down to the wire for the AFC North and who's going to leave that division going to the playoffs. The AFC North is such a train wreck. The Steelers are, I believe, leading the division right now <laughs> with uh, their record or tied with Baltimore, something ridiculous that this moribund Steelers team still finds their way to uh, keep themselves competitive. It's a, it's a fun division for sure. Uh, David, I think we were texting earlier on Sunday that if the Browns get quarterback play, that is even just average that this could be a Super Bowl, Super Bowl contending team. And it looks like uh, Watson definitely had his best game as a Brown this past week uh, and maybe is turning into something that, that Cleveland will appreciate. Hate Sean Watson. Yeah, me too. It's, 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 I have such conflicted feelings about the Browns. Yeah, because you love the Browns, huh? I you did. love the Browns and you love Deshaun Watson. Just say I, it. Man. No, that's say you horrible. love him. No, Hell yeah. No, no say that's it. Horrible. No, no of course not. I, no, I, no, no. I have Stan strong feelings for Cleveland. I've got an affinity for the city. Love but for Deshaun Watson. Just say it. I have no love yeah, for Deshaun I know, Watson. I know. You, you, don't, you, don't, you don't believe me. All right, moving on. Moving on. Jesus Christ, David. Oh, my God. All righty. Texans, Bengals. Uh, another thriller, another CJ Stroud clinic. Man, he, uh, I, 
rookie of the year potentially well, an MVP unlock. candidate. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, CJ Stroud looking good. Every team who did not draft them looking like a big old clown right now, but mainly the I don't Panthers. Think anyone, uh, the Panthers for sure. I, I don't think really anyone saw this coming though, except like the CJ Stroud, Ohio state blowhards who were like, bro, he's, he's the one. But uh, yeah, I mean, he out, he out Joe Burrowed Joe Burrow, which um, it's pretty crazy, pretty crazy. And uh, yeah. What's the take here? This is a completely different game. If Tyler Boyd doesn't drop a surefire touchdown, it's probably one of the most egregious drops I've ever seen in my entire life. Joe Burrow throws a absolute pearl of a pass, hits Tyler Boyd square in the hands of the end zone, fucking dropped it. What the? Oh my god! And it was immediately following his huge clutch catch on what third and eighteen or something ridiculous that he turns into like a 65 yard gain and then he drops the super easy touchdown pass it's (laughs) it was a wild sequence for cincinnati that left the door just open enough for cj stroud to just take hold of that game and like we said in the lightning round lead that uh uh, last minute game winning drive two weeks in a row i agree i really do think that um, the Bengals still are going are probably the best team in the NFL outside of the 49ers. But I think CJ Stroud just coming into his own, which is so crazy to see as a rookie. Um, I don't know the last time we saw a rookie that was this impressive. Maybe, maybe um, I don't know, Cam Newton. We're just coming out the gates, just banging heads, taking names. Scratching off, you know, lottery tickets. I don't know what I'm. I don't know where I'm going with this. But <laughs> you know what I mean. CJ Stroud is, is phenomenal, and it's it's great to watch him play. It's great to see the Texans as a team play play as a whole. I think D'Amico Ryan's really has that team believing that they can do anything and beat anyone, which they just proved by being the Bengals. And uh, I know the folks in Carolina are. Uh, I know they're not taking themselves. Uh, Yes, sir. The Texans are a fun, fun team. CJ Stroud, like you said, is the best rookie quarterback we've maybe ever seen, at least since Cam Herbert luck. Like he's at least in that echelon, if not the best of all of them. What a player. All right. Bring us into Lions Chargers, Danny. Oh, man. I called this one. And by called this one, I mean the Lions are going to win because the Chargers are big, fat frauds, even though they're pretty good, actually. So, um, yeah, another thriller. Yeah, it really turned out to a weekend that was not really looking like it was going to amount to much of anything. We have multiple high-scoring games, multiple close last-second shenanigans. Um, Yeah, I mean... David Montgomery is outstanding. He's back. He's healthy. Uh, Jameer Gibbs is a good compliment for him, and the Lions were able to capitalize with him and run all over the Chargers. But, uh, I mean, Herbert played a hell of a game too. It's like, yeah, it, it was a good team, but then Brandon Staley strikes again, and uh, the Chargers lose big time. At some point, someone has to look at the Chargers' defense with all the stars that they have on there, and they have some legitimate world beaters at some point someone's got to look at them and say hey brandon i thought you were a defensive specialist how did the detroit lions score 41 on your all pro led 
defense, Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl, and All Pro led defense. I don't know if you have if you have Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack on one on on either ends of your D line, you have Derwin James and Asante Samuel Jr. out in your in your defensive backfield. There's no reason that you should be this bad defensively. They couldn't stop a nosebleed through the air on the ground. David Montgomery, like you said, Danny had a monstrous 75 yard run for a touchdown. Uh, It was ugly, ugly, ugly on both sides of the ball. I don't think the lions defense was particularly good. He got lit up by Keenan Allen and Justin Herbert, but this one is squarely a coaching difference. Uh, Dan Campbell showed his massive cojones on the last drive. there, going for two fourth down conversions to seal the deal once on a fourth and two that he goes to throw the ball for a six yard game to Sam Laporta and to end the game, a fourth down conversion for a touchdown that puts the lions up. Excuse me. Yes. I'm mixing things up. He went for a fourth down, got a touchdown out of it and was able to keep that going. The aggression really paid off in a big way for Dan Campbell against Brandon Staley, who is perpeted for his use of going for it on fourth down bites him in the face this time. Lions win in a big way. Fire Staley. This guy's a chotch. Get him out of there. Dan Campbell's a really big guy. Like, I don't know if y'all <laughs> saw him like, walking off the field. Like, after after they won, he, he threw off his headset, and just his shoulders and his traps are, are just, like, rippling and, and, and filling out the fucking screen. Dude is a fucking unit. He's, he looks um, like he could still play. Just throw on some pads, and he'll probably take a couple snaps at tight end for him if they really need it. And he'll bite your kneecaps off. I love this guy. Saints, what Vikings. What Let's bring Saints, Vikings. Ugh. Danny, tee us up for this one. You got us? Oh, shit. Uh, hey, pay attention, Josh Danny. Dobbs is uh, actually very good. I'm actually kind of happy for him because you know how much we dogged on Kirk Cousins and how he throws very untimely interceptions. But then you have Dobbs come out here. He does his little ski daddle, runs it in for a tub ski, and uh, it wins the game here. But, yeah, he's looking good. That that old Tennessee volunteer legend. remember seeing him play in Neyland Stadium out there a couple of years ago. But, um, yeah, good for him. He was doing well in uh, Arizona. Now he's right away making a huge impact for the Vikings, looking like he could sneak them into the playoffs, which is uh, pretty nice. But, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the, the main takeaway here for me. I know I dislike Kirk Cousins when I'm actively rooting for the Vikings to win with Josh Dobbs, but cannot stand it when they're successful with Kirk. And Kirk's been having, like, he was before the ACL injury. Um, he was having, like, essentially the best year of his career. And, you know, they, they were, they were you know, uh, they were going to be a, a middling team regardless, but they were starting to, they were starting to really, like, come on the upswing. And then he got hurt. And then they got Josh Dobbs. And now they're playing phenomenally. And th- this is this is the most Jeremy Lin-esque NFL story I've seen ever. A guy literally coming off the street to play for the Arizona Cardinals, like Danny said. And now two weeks on the squad, he's beating the dog shit out of these motherfuckers. Like just like the Saints were were looked like that they were themselves coming on on um, like the past two games. Derek Carr was starting to like actually. Th- throw the ball to receivers and catching and the, and the defense we knew were, was going to be all right. 
you know, Vikings come in. We, we think the season's over with Kirk's injury. We think the season's over with Justin Jefferson's injury. Boom. Just beating these guys. Um, I think there's a lot to say about the resilience of the team. I think there's a lot to say about the coaching of Kevin O'Connell. Um, who knows what the what the Vikings could do? They're a lot of fun. Uh, we did get to see some Jameis Winston in this game. Two picks, two touchdowns. Extremely Jameis Winston line after he comes in for relief duty after Derek Carr goes out with a shoulder injury. Winston comes in, gives his team a spark of hope. Chris Olave had one of the nicer touchdown catches you'll see all year. Phenomenal. Uh, it Just was phenomenal. a perfectly placed ball, a perfectly caught ball, rendered all for naught because Jameis goes and ba- breaks his team back with two deep shots late in the game that he probably didn't need to take uh, that both picked off and eventually wins the game for the Vikings who rushed out to a 24-3 lead, hung on. But man, Josh Dobbs, the pastronaut, what a story. The pastronaut. The pastronaut. He is uh, an no, actual no, I know. astronaut. He's, I love it. No, I know, but it's fun. That That's a good nickname. I never heard that. It it's is awesome. a great name. Yes. He's he a rocket has, science. We've yes, he has an aeronautics uh, engineering degree. Uh, went to NASA. I think he did like an inter- internship there or something. And now he's in the league with actual yeah, rocket science. Well, make you know an astronaut. I find you go into the stars. Astro meaning stars, not meaning sailor. Bro, that means I'm an astronaut by that logic. Yeah. Yeah, you're an astronaut. No, he's not. Oh, shit. Astronaut Danny, baby. We out here. Major Dan. Hey, what's up, fucking losers down there on Earth? Hey, I've got oxygen down here. I'm doing good. I can breathe. I got my feet on the ground. I'm good. falling apart. All right. I wish Colin was here so we could uh, hear his his choker. His his. I guess the Jacksonville Joker would just be the Joker. It'd just be the Joker. It'd just be the Joker. The Jags lay a big fat egg it's at the home. Jiddler, the Jacksonville Riddler. What do you what do you get, Batman? <laughs> Your question for you: What do you get when you put a team that's on the rise against a team that's uh, actually really good? Oh, you get a loss because that's what happens to the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> Brock Purdy coming off off the goddamn cornfields from Iowa, playing like all lights out. You know that's you know Jackson, Jacksonville. Riddler. Yeah, that was good. Off the dome, all right? There's the dome. some something something's there. Yeah. So yeah, I. Uh, on my picks last week, I had a feeling the Niners were going to end this skid uh, pretty abruptly. I didn't expect it to go this bad. I thought the Jags would have been at least competitive, maybe like a a one-score game. But, man, this was just an absolute slaughter. I was actually up in Jacksonville this past weekend. I saw a lot of Niners fans walking around out in the wild, which at first I was like, what the hell? But then I remembered the game. Um, but yeah, man, it, uh, it, it was ugly. Trevor Lawrence running for his life out there. I think he got sacked five or six times. Uh, whew, the, the Niners just came alive and then adding chase young is just not fair. We said that that was just a broken overpowered trade. Like goddamn, It was brutal. Uh, Trevor Lawrence had a disastrous game. He turned it over three times, two picks and a lost fumble as well as the sacks. It's it was a all around no good, very bad, terrible day for everyone on the Jacksonville Jaguars side of the ball, especially the offense. But Brock Purdy, 
came back into form, looked like the purdy, like a Brock star guy that we love so much very dearly on this, on this very show here. George Kittle had a monstrous day. Brandon Aiki with a touchdown. Diva Samuel, all the weapons got involved except for Christian Christian McCaffrey, who comes up short on his would be tying or would be record breaking day if he had scored a touchdown here. He will end his streak at 17, tying the streak for most game, consecutive games with a touchdown. Sorry to Christian there, but a huge win for San Francisco, who's reclaiming their spot atop the league. With questions, for me at least, rising with Jacksonville that maybe the Texans can take their spot if C.J. Stroud can keep this up. I don't know. Um, Trevor Lawrence is good for one of these games a year where he just, like, absolutely blows one all over the field. You know what I mean? Just, it's like, this happened in the playoffs last year, and then he came back in the second half and really turned it on against the Chargers. But I guess you can do that when Brandon Staley is in charge of your team's defense. But... I, I think Jack, the Jags will be okay. Um, they're six and three right now. They'll get they'll get right. I think they just ran into a buzzsaw. I think the same thing that happened to the Dolphins when the Eagles came to town after after a loss. Um, the 49ers were on a three game losing skid, and I don't want and then off a bye. I don't want to see Kyle Shanahan off a bye with real motivation with that defense, and they were flying. I mean really we're taking it to the taking it to uh the jags on the field this this uh this, this past sunday so um you know it's good to see the niners back in form they're they're it's such a good team it's it's honestly like the best kind of football when the, when the niners are in form just we're all professionals across the board doing really good football here's a stat for you NFL on CBS tweeted this out. Here's a couple stats between Trevor Lawrence and Baker Mayfield. Pass yards for Lawrence, 2,120. For Mayfield, 2,143. Touch and interception ratio, Lawrence 9 to 6, Mayfield 14 to 5. And the pass rating for Lawrence is 89.3, and Mayfield is 93.7. I'm not saying Baker's any good. I'm saying that Trevor Lawrence is struggling so far. Um, and Hopefully they get it right. I trust Doug Peterson to uh, correct these issues as, as the year goes on, but we're at the midway point, and I think there's a little bit reason for concern. I'm not totally bought into the Jags, though I am rooting for him here. I don't know. Those, those are a little bit misleading stats. Like Week by week, we watched Trevor Lawrence's receivers really like let him down, and he's been, he's the one who's really been playing well, even when they haven't had a consistent run game and they haven't had consistent um, receiver play. Um, I think this past week, like he didn't play well, but for the, for the most part, he's been throwing the ball really well this season. His receivers have been letting him down. So I think that can explain it, especially because the Bucks have excellent receivers in Mike Evans, who's having a career resurgent year, if that's possible for someone who's always really good. Chris Godwin's been playing well this season. Um, I, I, I don't know. I think, I think, I think for, I think it's easier for Baker Mayfield to get those kind of stats, especially with the weapons he has. And it's maybe not as easy for Trevor Lawrence to get the to get the stats. Uh, yeah. show Calvin off. Ridley has not been all that was advertised over the offseason, but uh that's all I had to say to Jack because I thought it was a very interesting stat, but I'd like to hear everyone's perspective on that one. Well, I'll be Doug Sounds Peterson like, uh, will write the ship a little bit. I mean, you know, not exactly like the Jags are world beaters or anything, but I feel like I need my soul soothed. Ah, I heard you. I heard you ask for a, some soothing salve, Sebastian. 
and I'm glad you did because it's that time of the week, folks, for all you losers out there. That's right, all you ne'er do wells and failures. We got a little something just to soothe the soul and provide a a a, 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 what's with a, a bomb for your bums, if you will. Oh. It is week ten haikus that hurt. Panthers picked Bryce Young. Damn, are you going to take the Bears one? And Bears picked Tyson Bajan. You snooze, you lose, motherfucker. Bruh. Production the same. That one will hit deep. Alright. Patriots. How much more losing can the Patriots yet take before it's not fun. We haven't hit that point yet. I'm still loving watching them blow oh, it up every week. It'll, it'll be so good to watch them lose all the way until when Bill Belichick gets fired midseason. Oh my god. It's, it's, it's nuts. You can take the Browns, name them Ravens, and move out, but you're still the Browns. Ironically, I think Bill was the last coach of those Browns, too. He was. He was terrible with them. Packers and Jay Love. Close again, but no cigar. Soon to be the Bears. Damn, that hurts. Yeah, that one really hurts. Hey there, Tennessee. You just lost B. Mayfield. You should feel real bad. <laughs> Damn. That's not healing at all. <laughs> that one's just mean. Atlanta lost to a five foot four little shrimpaloo. Oh, shrimpola. <laughs> Reading is a critical skill. Reading is a critical skill. Also, pray for the shrimp. NFC South. Ass. I like nice. that one. That five four shrimp baloo. <laughs> shrimp baloo. Tingus. <laughs> Tingus rides again. What the fuck is Tingus? Oh, they say mom still makes his bed. And now <laughs> it is Chad. <laughs> She's got to clean that up. She's got to clean it up. Tingus McTingus shot the bed, bro. Sam Howell Gamer. Too little, too late for him. Walk off field goal. Hawks. Very good. I'm still stuck on Shad the Bed. Another week goes by, and Zach Wilson is still here. Please just. Let it in. First line was six syllables. Oh, what the shit? Who wrote this? Oh, my bad. Mother peeper. Sal is going to lose his job over not benching Zach Wilson. Sad. Oh. He'll be fine. All right. <laughs> hey, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, the Dolphins had a bye week this past week. That don't mean that you don't have the man of the hour available. The power, it's always time every week for free for with the highest. This week, the Dolphins did not play. So I didn't really watch too many games. I bought myself an Xbox while the Ravens and Browns fought over the NFC, AFC North. I almost forgot where they were. Bengals. Oh, man, they became the Bungles for about five minutes at the end there. C.J. Stroud, rookie of the year. Possible MVP. That's what I see. I also see all the way up north, Carolina crying their eyes out while they watch Bryce Young get sacked about. <laughs> Cyberpunk looks quite good on my TV. But you know what didn't look good on my TV? The Jets versus the Raiders. It wasn't a fun first half, but Aiden O'Connell, the Irish legend, the Irish legend, he gave us a fun second half. Throwing a touchdown, the only one of the game. No goals galore, you can say it was lame. Seahawks pulling it out. And Pete Carroll, they just it out. Pete made Russ, is that what you say? Well, what I say is, nay, nay, nay. Hmm. It takes a team to win a bowl. Pete Carroll, it was a glue that held them together. Hmm. Hmm. The 49ers, they became a buzzsaw. And Jacksonville, they became a two-by-four that needed to cut down. Vikings proved that with the astronaut, they could take off into the stars, maybe make it to the playoff. Green Bay, looking sad. No more magic from Barbara Rogers. Just Jay Love bringing them down. Now, we gotta bring it about town to an end. But the Lions, man, I think we should change them in our tier list for Super Bowl contender. This is Ben. In this bag, as always. That was excellent. I really like the line about the 49ers being a buzz off the checks for a two by four. I like that one. Anytime you can say the words two by four, it's good. There was a good rhyme in there that uh, really surprised me. Good work, Bass. Thank you. I like the part when you bought an Xbox. That was a great one. Hell yeah. Cyberpunk does look really good on my TV. Hell yeah. Oh, shit. Well, y'all know what time it is here. You ever get tired of waking up here on a Monday? (laughs) You ever get tired of driving to work on a Monday? Well, me too. (laughs) So we gonna call this segment Muck Monday. Yes, sir, Bob. This is the segment here in which we do not pay no regard to this here Monday Night Football game. Broncos at the Billiams. Instead, we make up our own prediction. So, uh, Bills are going to win. Broncos suck big time, even though Josh Allen is a fraud who turns the ball over. Give me Bills by nine points. Looking at the score right now, uh, I don't. This doesn't inspire confidence. But You're we supposed to look at the score. Right, chill out, bro. Was, but we stick with the picks that we made uh, previously, and I went with the Bills over the Broncos. And if I come to lose it, I will be very upset. 
I'm, Give me I'm the so Bills different. in this one. There's no way that they lose to this hapless Broncos squad. There is a way. Josh Allen turns it over three or four times. That's how it happens. I don't think that's going to happen, though. There'll be some late game shenanigans from the refs that will put the Bills back in it, and the Bills will win. How about that? By six points. All right. Yeah, I still take the Bills. Bills, all right. Bills with some turnovers, but they pull it out. All righty. Well, that's going to do it for this here Buck Fun Day. Make sure to, uh, yeah, that that's going to bring us to the end of the show. So, yeah, follow us here on Spotify and uh, go muck yourself in the fun day.